Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening. This is Jocelyn Richard. How are you doing? Who's on the call with us this evening? Regina Stevenson. Oh, God bless you, sis. Hi, how are you? you yeah. Thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to join us tonight. Who else is on the call? Regina Belden. Oh, okay. So we have the... Uh, North Carolina ladies, well, praise the Lord. Thank you so much for coming on. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for being so good, so faithful. We just are just in awe of who you are and what you're doing in our lives. Lord, be with us, our session tonight. Give us wisdom and insight and just let it really be helpful to our women, our ladies. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord. Well, thank you so much for joining the call. I was talking to one of litur- the liturgical dance certification ladies, and we were just talking uh, on the phone about, you know, uh, earning income for your ministry and pouring back in, you know, so that you can, your ministry is sustainable and pouring back in. And we were talking about opportunities. Sometimes you have opportunities to minister and to dance or speak, and you know they're not going to get paid. The people are not going to pay you. Don't can't or don't want to. And what do you do about that? And I was saying, listen, I want to take some time with you to talk to you because there are ways that you can still earn income even from no fee events that you're at or you dance at. There are ways that you can be intentional to still make it a win-win, even a financial win for you and a spiritual and an impartation win for those that uh, you get a chance, an opportunity to speak to and minister to. So I told her, I said, well, let's talk about that later, you know, to, to, tonight. And then I, I said, wait a minute, some others might want this information too and can benefit so that's what happened. I invited you all. That's why it was kind of impromptu. It was not planned. It was not on the agenda. In fact, I had had to pay off. I didn't have any class. So that's why we're here tonight. And I want to talk to you very briefly. I'm not going to do a whole lot of talking. I'm just very briefly going to give you some tips and tools that maybe you didn't think about. And then I'm going to leave it open for you to ask your questions, and I can help you that way. I think that that might even help you better that way because we can talk about your unique situation. Now, those of you who are not part of the uh, liturgical dance certification program, welcome, welcome, welcome. I just decided to invite you along, too, so that you can get a little taste um, of how intensive and how wonderful this environment is and this program is so that Next time you have an opportunity to 
to join us that you will do so. So, the first thing is, do you know that it's really biblical, that it's okay, it's ethical, that it's cool, that it's professional for you to be paid for your service as a speaker, a preacher, a dance teacher, a dancer. That is perfectly fine. According to the we have many, many scriptures, but we'll just go over and we'll, uh, just let you know. Galatians 6, 6 talks about if someone gives you spiritually, you should, re, you know, you should give to them to naturally. 1 Timothy 5 talks about, you know, uh, a workman worthy of their honor. And um, and also Paul talks about in those verses about, you know, if you have an ox, a, a beast working for you in your field, don't put a muzzle on his mouth so he can't eat while he's, you know, while he's tending your field. And he's using that example to us in the ministry that when we're doing ministry and serving others, they sh- the people we're serving shouldn't make it hard for us to receive blessings. So there's many scriptures along that line. But I do find that a lot of times Christian worship leaders and also artists in particular too have really have difficulty with the issue of getting paid services. Uh, uh, many dancers will say, "Well, I went, I went and danced, and they didn't even give me anything." Well, and my question is, "Well, why?" I, I don't know why. Well, I said, "Did you ask before you go?" No. Well, why didn't you ask? Why do you make that clear that your what your expectations were? Why would you go into a situation not fully communicating with the with the host what your needs were, your requirements? Why why would you go into that situation? I know I have a daughter, and if someone invited her to a birthday party, I would not send my daughter to that birthday party without knowing who the host was, who's uh, you know. Uh, where it is, and I would send her money and a phone and keys. If she needs to get up and get on out of there, she could. I would never send her into a situation where I didn't know everything, okay? And that's what we should do. We should always know. We should have, and it, because we should be in control of our time and our resources so that we can have the power, not the person that is in charge, but we have the power uh, and the charge over our time and our resources, not anyone else. So if you just communicate, and no, 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 nothing's assumed on your part, and nothing's assumed on their part, the host, but you communicate, then you can make an a, a educated decision. And it's not that you want to get paid or you're going to get paid every time, but if you communicate ahead of time, you can make the choice. You won't be at the whim of their uh, their faith or their priority, but you can make the choice of whether you want to get involved in this situation. So that's the first thing. Do not, do not assume that people know your needs and what you want and your required. Never assume that. Always spell it out, talk it out, communicate it straightforward. Do any of you know Steve Green? You, any of you ever heard of Steve Green? No. no. Ever heard of Steve Green? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> okay. I love Steve Green. He's been around a long time. He's a great 
uh, minister uh, in song. He's, he can sing any and everything. He's been around a, a while. He writes songs. He has albums. Um, he's been a Christian a long time. His parents were missionaries in Argentina. Well, this man, his voice is, is powerful, and he's been well-trained, but he's just so gifted. And he's had concerts, and he's done plays, and he's made children albums. Now, if I invite Mr. Steve Green, I call Mr. Steve Green up and his his office up and say, can you come and sing at our at our Pentecost service? Would it be wise for me to expect that it would, I wouldn't have to pay him something? I wouldn't have to pay him for him to come sing it in my Pentecost service. Tell me, do you think that's wise? It would be wise for me to assume that I wouldn't have to pay. No, it wouldn't be wise, right? Okay. Okay. Now, anyone, everyone know um, Madam Condoresa Light, uh, Secretary Condoresa Rice? You ever heard of her? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, you heard of her. Now, I'm going to have a women's luncheon about women in leadership. Would it be why? And I'm, I'm going to ask her, okay, because she was a woman in leadership, right? Would it be wise for me to assume when she comes or when we make arrangements for her to come that I would not have to pay her for speaking to my women? Would it be wise for me to assume that? No. no. Okay. It wouldn't, right? Well, let me tell you something. It is not wise, um, and it's not right, too, for people to assume that when they ask you to serve in their vision and their venture, to assume that you're not going to be paid, you're not going to be compensated. That's not right for them to to assume that, just like it's not right for them to assume that I wouldn't have to compensate Steve Green. He's he has uh, albums. I wouldn't have to compensate Madam um, uh, Secretary Rice. It, well, just like that, you are you're no different than those people that I mentioned. You're just as powerful. You're just as anointed. You have just as much to give and offer to people as they do. Okay, so. No one should assume that when they ask you to help them with their vision. They should not assume that, okay? Another thing is I have three children, right? Now, let's say I invite you over. I have three children and a husband, and let's say I invite you over to my house, okay? I say, come over. Come over. We're going to have a birthday party for uh, the 17-year-old. Come on over to our party, okay? And you come and you say, Jocelyn, all the children are beautiful and you, you have a lovely home and you sit and you're looking at me and we're looking at you and you're wondering to yourself, well, where's the cake and where's the food? And and um, and then we look at you and say, well, did you bring a pizza or did you bring the birthday cake for my son? Now, isn't it right for me to assume or to ask you to bring the birthday cake to my house for my son's birthday? Is that right? Does that make any sense? No, it doesn't make any sense, right? I invited you as a guest to my house to celebrate my son's birthday, but now I'm expecting you to buy the cake too, you know, and and supply the food. That doesn't make any sense. So just like 
it is not it is not proper and is not right for someone for me if I have a, a woman's conference that is the vision that the Lord gave me that is my baby that is my responsibility to the Lord it is not right for me to assume that you come and pay for it and supply the needs pay for it with your time and your energy and resources I should not assume that. Now, you can do that if you want. If you wanted to come and say, Jocelyn, you know, let me take care of the boys' cake. You have, you have, I know you all, he's graduating this year, too. I know you have a lot of other things to do. May I take care of his cake? Sure, you bet. Go right in. He likes chocolate ice cream in it, okay? You see, but I don't, shouldn't assume that. If you want to offer to help me with my vision in that way, then that's fine. But I should not assume, Okay. Now, let me tell you something really quickly. For some reason, I don't know why, <laughs> church, people in church, not just church, but people in church, and, and a lot of other people, as far as, like, dance is concerned, they assume, a lot of times they assume that they don't, shouldn't have to pay or compensate you. They assume that. I don't really want to know why. It's not really important to me why or whatever a lot of times they do. But that's okay because it is your responsibility. And this is what I'm, these are the things that, that I want to tell you tonight. It is your responsibility to value what you have to offer. It's not theirs. It is your responsibility to bring value to what you have to offer, to your time, to your resources, your expertise, and your education. That's your job, not theirs, okay? Because once you own it and realize the value that you, what you have to offer is just as important as what Secretary Rice had to offer and uh, Steve Green or, or anyone or uh, Joyce Myers or Billy Graham, a- anybody, once you value that, you understand everybody else around you will follow suit. But as long as you don't and you're waiting for someone else to value you first, to validate you first, it's not going to happen. So that's the one thing. And the next thing is you have to take control of the situation. They're assuming, well, you have to make them know that they should not assume that, okay? And you have to teach them not to assume that. You. Because it's your life, it's your time, it's not theirs, okay? That's your responsibility. So you have to communicate it and make it clear, clear to them uh, what you want. Now let's go over a scenario that you have a host that invites you, Jocelyn, we're having someone invite me, um, call me the other day. Uh, Jocelyn, we're having a praise event. We're having a praise event. Can you please come and dance? This is the way it was posed, okay? And a lot of times those people who assume that I should come to um, support their vision and not be compensated for it anyway. That's how they'll ask it. Can you come and dance for me at this event? So this is how I respond, and this is how you can respond. Now, 
to continue the conversation. Now, let's say in your mind, well, I, it, if it's too far or something, whether you want to be paid, get money or cash for it, okay, you can't. You, have, you make that decision. Don't put it on them. Okay, you make that decision. Or you don't have to be paid cash for it, but you will get something out of it. Okay, and I want to talk about the other things you can get out of it if it's not money. But this is what you do. Oh, I am so honored that you asked me. Would you mind please sending me an email and writing exactly what you want me to do? Where, when, the time, if it's a dance, how many dances, what song, please, so that I can be clear and we're on the same page and I can help you with your vision. And I can make a decision also if I can do it because I might not be available. That's what you do. Don't talk off the top of your head. Don't try to memorize things. You have to position yourself as a professional, okay? And once you even start saying that, they'll – if they're going to start changing their tone and their understanding right then, that moment, immediately. Oh, wow, this is not some little thing that Jocelyn does on the side. It's a little passion. She likes to jump around a little bit. Um, wow, she's serious about this thing. This must, you know, this is not like a side thing or like a gig she do every once in a while. This is her ministry. This is her job. This is her profession. Immediately, when you ask somebody to put it in writing, it's, it's official. Immediately. And that's what you, what our responsibility, your responsibility is, is to position yourself as a professional. Position yourself as someone who should be valued. So once they realize that, they say, oh, sure, Jocelyn, um, I'll send it to you. Then once you get the correspondence and you get all that information, then you make a decision. Okay? Okay, Jocelyn, I want you to dance. Jesus, did you know? One dance in the beginning of the, uh, of the program. Okay, and I'm available. I want to go. So then I, I email them back and I say, listen, this is what I would be happy to help you with your vision. This is what my requirements are. And you tell them you require X amount of dollars, X amount of time. You know, you, you tell them that up front. There's no assumption. <laughs> there's no guessing. There's no wondering. You sitting there waiting for your, your dance to come up, and after you dance, you're wondering, and they pass the offering, and you're wondering if you're getting something. That's child's play. That's no. Mm-mm. No, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Uh, Secretary uh, Rice coming to my women's event, sitting there wondering if she's going to get paid after she speaks to the women? Do you really think that's on her? No. Mm-mm. So don't get, don't even have yourself in that position. Okay. So you send them. The, you you they started the conversation. Now you continue it, and then find out what they're going to do. They could they could write you back and say, well. And this has happened too. Well, Sister Jocelyn, we don't have that in our budget, but we really want you to come. Then you can make your decision. Okay, I would. I want to go. I, I just want to go. And you know, it doesn't. Right now, I'm not concerned about the money. Right now, okay, about that. So this is a way you can still earn from this event. You you email them back and you say, well. 
I love what you're doing, the vision, and I understand this is for charity, for the children's hospital. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. This is my passion, too. But I'm wondering if we can make some other arrangements. Since, you know, usually for this type of thing, I get X amount of dollars, but for your event, we're going to waive that. However, I'm wondering if I can uh, have some other things. Okay, now these are the things that you're going to have, and this is going to help you earn income even though they're not going to give you cash. It's called indirect income, okay? You are going to ask them for the opportunity to have a table or to collect um, people's information for contact, for your resources, for your contacts. That's number one. You're going to get contact. Okay. Number two, you're going to ask them for opportunity to sell. It's called back of the room sales. To sell your products or programs or your next event. That's what you're going to do. And um, so, and all, that's what you're going to ask them. And in your mind, what you're going to do is you are going to have a goal. You're going to say, okay, this event, the lady told me this is a. a, a charity event for the children's hospital. Okay, she said it might be like 300, 400 people there. I'm going to make at least 100 contacts. I'm going to get at least 100 subscribers to my mailing list, 100 uh, emails, addresses, phone numbers to bring it to my community and communicate next time. That's one, that's one goal. The next goal is from this event, I'm going to get at least, well, if it's 500 people there, I'm going to get at least two other ministry assignments. Purpose in your own. Don't pray that you do, yes, but don't only pray. Pray, but talk to people. Do you dance at other churches? Yes, I do. Here is my card. As a matter of fact, give me your phone number, and I'm going to follow up with you and tell you. My, you see, having your mind purpose that this event is going to lead to other events, other opportunities. And you must be intentional, and you must purpose it in your mind. That's the only way that you're going to be, like we're talking about, get paid and earn money from this, even though you're doing this particular event without earning money directly, but it's going to turn into money later, okay? And you're going to get contacts. You're going to have a table. If it's a dance and you just dance then and you stop, then you, you'll probably have a table and also have someone with you, a secretary or something, someone with you to write down people's names as you're talking to them and all of that and plug them in. If you are speaking, let's say you're, you're speaking, while you are speaking, you take a moment before your talk is over, after they fall in love with you, and, you know, they don't want to ever leave you, <laughs> you know, you're the most important person in the world, you get the, you pass out a contact, contact form, and you have them fill it out, and you take it in your hand, okay, and you hold on to it, because that's your money. That's going to be your money. You didn't get you know, you didn't get $2,500 for that 20-minute speech this time, but you got 500 contacts, okay? And in, and in business, we might not remember this or know this in business, but if anyone on the phone is in business, you know that 
businesses, all of the businesses, Walmart, Macy's, even the government, even these people um, getting ready to run for office, they pay for contacts. And some contact lists, you hear the list, some contact lists and database. I, I had a friend, she owns a, a, a local furniture store, and what she t- told me, she pays for addresses of people that just move into the community. You wouldn't believe it. Sometimes she pays like 3 or $4 for one person's address that just moved into to the community. Because why? They just moved in. They're going to need furniture. So I'm saying, wow, $3 for an address? But this is what she knows, that that $3 could potentially turn into $5,000, maybe $10,000, and maybe more over her lifetime because once they buy the furniture one time, they're going to continue, and then they're going to tell their friends. So those contacts are very, very important, and you want those. And don't assume they're going to let you do it. You t- no, you value your time. You tell them that is what your requirement is. That is what you need, especially since you said you would do it as a gift pro bono, okay? So, and then you're going to follow up with those contacts later and invite them to another event you're having, you're hosting, or one you're hosting somewhere else. You're going to email and tell about the products that you're selling, the classes that you're having, okay, the book that you have. So that's what that is. And then the other thing is the back of the room sales. You ask your host, okay, May I have an opportunity to offer my resources to your guests and your attendees? Yes, of course. And so you have that ready. You have your DVD, your CD, your books, uh, your online classes. You have all those resources ready. And you sell it to them when you're speaking. In in the appropriate time, not maybe necessarily at the beginning of the speech, even though I've seen it done, a lot of times you go to these conferences and before the person to speak, they get up and they share all the books that they have back there that they want you to buy. You know, I don't necessarily, that's not my style to do it in the beginning. I just don't operate that way. I feel, because me, I don't usually have to. Once I give them myself and I show up where everything God has put in me, by the time the half, I'm almost finished. They love me. They 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 raise their hand and ask me before I even tell them. But then I say, listen, do you want to take me home? Well, guess what? You can't because Warren likes a hot meal. But I have another way you could take me home. I have a DVD for you right here. Okay, and if you want to continue this conversation, this is only a, a they've I only they've only given me a 45 minute with you to talk to you about the biblical study of dance, but there's so much more. So I want you to sign up for my online course that will be starting next week, the biblical study of dance. And because you're here tonight and and we met, I, and you if you sign up today, I'm going to take $10 off. Don't tell anyone, though, because on the Internet, it's $67. But because you're here today, it's only going to be $57 for you. And also, when you sign up, I'm going to give you the DVD that comes with the course today. You'll walk home with the DVD. That's back-of-the-room sales. Okay? So that's how you can still earn income even though you you did not get fees. So really, in reality, this speaking engagement was not free. It just wasn't fee. 
okay? Because if they did have to pay something. They did have to give something. They had to share something. It has to be win-win for you and for them. Not just for them, you know, because you're awesome. You're awesome. Your attendees, they're going to look good from having you speak to them. Their, their attendees are going to say, every time you host a, con- a conference, a workshop, a seminar, I'm coming. Because they're going to attribute what you poured into them as a success for the host. So you're making it, them look good, okay? You're pouring into their vision. So, they, so it just only makes sense for them to pour back into you into your vision, okay, and what God has called you to do so that you can sustain your ministry and you can keep on going and you can get the resources that you need. So everybody understands it's our mindset, really. It's, you, we understand that we're in control, right, that it's on us to position ourselves as a professional, to position ourselves as someone who has value and who's to take, be taken seriously, and no matter what anybody else assumes about your time, you you teach them. <laughs> you teach them that no, my time has value. My what I have to offer has value. Well, any questions about that this evening? Any questions? No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's great, Jocelyn. Um, I actually just this week someone asked me to come about six hours away if I'd be willing to teach at a conference that they're doing. And so I've been, you know, I, I said, well, what does that involve? Let me think and pray about it. So I've been asking this question because it's expensive to go six hours away. And I, you know, I don't know. Uh, six hours away. I'm sorry. Yeah, six hours. So what's coming out me, y'all? Somebody stop me. Hold me back. Okay, go ahead. No, so, so you know, so I'd like to say I'd love, you know, pay for my travel expenses and then, you know, um, an amount, you know, whatever, try to think of what's reasonable per hour. But um, but when I think of that, it seems like so much money to pay someone, you know. So, anyway, it, it's helpful to think about it, to, to have this. Um, how do you do it, though, if someone does ask you to go that far? How do you, you know, when travel expenses are expensive... Oh, okay. So, are they paying your travel expenses? Well, she just said, "What would it take to get you here?" And I said, "Let me pray about it and get back to you." So, I have not answered. You know, uh, this is oh, very okay. Good for me. Good. Everyone, please, 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 please have a vision already written down. I'm not saying don't pray. Now, don't you know? Y'all know me. Most of you know me that I'm not saying don't pray. I'm not saying that, right? But I'm just saying have a standard vision or standard protocol, okay? When people call me and ask me to speak or go fly across the country or whatever, I say the same thing Amy did, okay? I say let me pray about it. But before I say let me pray about it, this is what I say. I say let me pray about if I'm available and this is a good fit for, you know, at this season. Mm-hmm. However... I'm going to tell you that this is the standard. This is the doesn't change. This is the non-variable because there's some variables. There's some things that change, right? The host must take care of my lodging mm-hmm. and my travel. That is it's not negotiable. 
I mean, okay. I, I, I won't say that's not universal because we know that it might be. I don't know. But I'm not going to say that. But in my mind, that's bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, um, that And also, think about this. You have to be practical. Right. That's why you have to ask them to – if they invite you, always get them before – say, let me see it in writing. Okay. Because people forget, okay? And then you're dealing with creative worship leaders who change their mind after they hang up from you. Of course, when they tell you, they're going to tell you that the Lord told them. But anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> um, the Lord said, oh, I'm changing it. We're going to have you come on, on, on Saturday instead of Friday. You know, whatever. So ask them in writing, in writing. Don't make a decision. Don't say anything until you see in writing, when they want you to come, what exactly they want you to do, how many hours they expect you to be standing teaching. Mm-hmm. If they want you to dance, when, what, it has to be spelled out. You can't assume that you understand what they want and they, they understand what you want. It has to be in writing because people change their mind, people forget, and things change. But if every if it's on writing, that helps us be accountable to each other and keep everything clear. So I would not make a decision until they first say, okay. this is what I want you to do and why and where. Okay. Now, the bare minimum is now, okay, back to the practical thing. So if you want me to come teach Saturday at mm-hmm. 9 o'clock, I'm, I say I have to be in that city at least 24 hours before I do what I, I want to do. Mm, okay. It is not fair to have me driving six hours, you know, waking up 4 o'clock in the morning and get there 9 o'clock or 10. That is mm-hmm. not fair. I'm not doing that. <laughs> mm. If you want me to teach at 9, then then you have to put in your budget that you have to give me hotel that Friday night. Okay. Okay. You know, so those, so that's why you need to know the time. You need to know the practical, okay? Mm-hmm. And then also remember, and this is for everyone, this is a good scenario that Amy is giving us. Remember what I said in the beginning. Who's in control of your time? Me. Okay. Who decides the value of your time? <laughs> Me. Okay. Now, this event, whose vision is it? Hers. Right. So whose job is it to provide for that vision? Hers. Right. You're just helping. Okay. So remember that. Mm. So never feel. So is what I guess what I want to say is not, don't feel like, well, uh, or don't worry so mm. much about how much they can afford okay. or how much, how the price point is on their end. You can't worry about that. And because reality is, you don't really know that. No one knows that but God and them. Because mm-hmm. I've been through things. I've seen, listen, you know, people will tell me and people, hosts, and just people, well, I can't afford that. We don't have that in our budget. And then when I get there, they drive up in a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> and I don't have a Mercedes Benz yet. 
There's nothing wrong with them having a Mercedes Benz. Don't get me wrong. But where's the value? I remember one lady told me, she asked me to come to, to her state, which is up north and I'm down south. And I sent her, she told me, and I sent her requirements, how much it would cost. And then she said, well, usually, then she sent me an email back. She said, I'm sorry I got, I, I'm sorry I took so long to get back to you because I had to get approval from my pastors. They were on a cruise. Um, but they told me that try to work with me because usually they don't, before in the past they never paid a dancer to come and teach. Okay. But you went on a cruise. <laughs> you can go on a cruise, but you can't pay me to do my, you, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you really can't, but, you know, and they said it in the same breath. I just came back on the cruise, and we can't pay you that because we've never paid their dance person to come. Mm-hmm. You see, in the same breath. Mm-hmm. So you can't really, you can't really worry about where they are. and how, You have to, you have to know what you need. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. You once you get that information in writing about of how what's really what they really want, how many hours and all of that, and and also what's it going to cost your family? Because me now, uh, sometimes if I leave, I'm going to have to hire a babysitter, or my husband if he doesn't come, he might have to take off work. So you see what I'm saying? So you have to you have to put all that into play before you give them. Uh, a thing, a figure. And let me tell you something, and everybody, I've been working with the church for a long time, and the church of God, they are the most gracious, loving people in the world. They want to help you. They want to serve you. They want to give you the best. They do. And if you ever come across one that doesn't, then you don't need to be fooling with them anyway. Mm-hmm. Because they wouldn't receive it. I, what, that happened to me that this early this year. This lady, she emailed me, and she was all this stuff that, um, you know, you know, I was the one to come and do that, da, 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 da. And then when I was talking, she couldn't receive what I needed. Mm-hmm. And I realized that she wasn't be ready for me anyway. So even if I said, don't worry about it, Warren, my husband, is going to send me, and you don't have to worry about anything. I, Warren's going to send me. I'm going to come on my own, um, and I just show, I, guess what? She wouldn't have received what I had to give anyway because she wasn't ready. They weren't ready. So that's how you have to look at it, okay? Did I talk too much, Amy? No. Well, not at all. <laughs> so can I just piggyback one question? Do you ever, uh, like, because I know you travel with your family, do you cover your family's travel expenses, or do you ever include those? Or if you do, how, you know, kind of how do you, how do you factor well, that what, in? Well, well, that's what I I cover my family expenses. I don't ask anyone mm-hmm. to pay, especially there's five of us. Okay, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but that doesn't mean you have to do it. You do what you want to do. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you um uh, I I don't no no I yeah. you don't pay no one pays for. Just pay for my food. My family, mm-hmm. you know, my family will pay for their food. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. When we travel, you you just have to pay for my travel, and I'll absorb our the rest of the travel. 
Right. I, 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 but I do ask for a, a room with two queen size beds. Okay. You yeah. know, and the, we we can hang out in there. You know, and then I guess when the big one gets too old, and then then we'll just have to order another room. But mm-hmm. I think that that's that's not a lot to ask. I'm away from my home, my family, mm-hmm. and, and let me tell you, the church, the people, they want to. They want to. They want to do that more. They do. They. I have very rarely, maybe once, I've been doing this since 1987, and maybe I say maybe two times, maybe two times out of all the times I've, I've done this that I've had people, you know, where I felt mistreated or used or, or people were unreasonable, you know. Maybe just two times. But people mm-hmm. really want, they want, and you know something, if they can't, if they can't, and that's happened too, a ministry, if a ministry actually cannot, once you, they send you that, they send you what you, you what they need, and you send them um, what you require, and they absolutely cannot do it, mm-hmm. they will be so gracious about it, they mm-hmm. won't feel, they'll be like, you know, and they have, Jocelyn, oh. We just can't do it right now, but we are praying, and we're going to save, mm-hmm. and we're going to do some fundraising, and next year, next year we're going to bring you in. We mm-hmm. are, but we just cannot. You know, that they're gracious and loving mm-hmm. about it. They're never like, well, how do you, you know, you don't mm-hmm. get, you know, never, never. Like I said, if you do come across someone that is like that, you don't need to go there anyway. You don't mm-hmm. need to go. Mm-hmm. You stay home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. That's really helpful. Sure. And if it's local, if you don't have all that, you don't have all those issues because you don't have to travel. You're already home. You just have the other issues of uh, the things. Okay. Oh, also another thing I wanted to say. Even if you do speak and you do get compensated, you still have to have those things I told you about. You still have to get people's information. You still ask them for a resource table. Okay. And, and you, you know, you still do that. You still have back-in-the-room sales. Because usually on ramblings, unless I guess you're um, John Maxwell, which maybe you are, usually on ramblings are not in the tens and thousands of dollars, right? But back-in-the-room sales, you know, you can make $4,000, $5,000, $6,000 back-in-the-room sales. Not, not even really trying hard, Okay. Um, but that might be more difficult to do just from that one speaking uh, mm-hmm. a engagement or, or dancing, okay? So you still have the back of room sales. Uh, Amy, still have a vision to mm-hmm. enroll people in your online class? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay, any other questions? Any other questions? We just have a few more minutes and then we'll go. No other questions? No, Amy wasn't the only one with questions. That was really good. Who's that? Marcia. How are you doing, sis? How's everything? I'm going to call you after we get up. I okay. was on the call this morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we pray, we're praying. Did you get the message about we're having prayer time? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, great. Any other questions? Yes? No. Hmm? No. No other questions? No. 
So who has a, uh, a speaking? Why don't you all get one? This is April twenty first. Why don't you get a speaking engagement just to try it out? Uh, a speaking engagement before Pentecost. Everybody, get one. Okay. This should be easy because this class, this this assignment is you going to, you're going to try out the no fee no no fee one, but it's not going to be free, right? Why is it not going to be free? Because you're going to get what are the two things you're going to get. Contact. Hmm. Contact. Contact. And what else? Back of the Back room, of the room sales. sales. Back of the room yeah. sales. That's yeah. it. And no, there's a third thing. I'm sorry. What was other the third engagement. thing? Engagement. That's other right. Engagement. Contact back themselves other engagement. That's right. Because sometimes, you know, in reality, you know, we're classy, gracious ladies, and sometimes we want to do things and not necessarily be compensated or paid for it sometimes. And that's okay, too, but we still have a plan. There's another way. <laughs> okay. So we have about three, four weeks to get an, an engagement. Now, so what you can do is you can, you can, uh, you, uh, I, I can't even think off the top of my head. I, you tell me, you tell me what kind of engagements are, you can think of that you can get within the next couple of weeks. Who could you talk to or call to tell them you have something, you, you want to come and speak to their group or speak at their place? Who? Or dance or do a dance or a dance workshop somewhere. Can you think of any? Well, to me, holding a workshop is easier to do than calling someone and saying, you want me to come speak there. So, I mean, to hold a dance workshop, that's that's very doable. Okay. Yeah, I could do that, a dance workshop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how how do you ask someone to um, give you a speaking engagement? Who's this? This is Lisa. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm fine. <laughs> well, it it is it is um difficult not difficult, but it's not as easy as if you're just hosting your own or if you're asked. It's not as easy. But mm-hmm. it can you can do it. You just okay. ask. You just <clears throat> take a deep breath, follow that swallow that little pride for a minute, pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've done a Hello? lot of times. Oh, yeah, well, Marcia, ask me. Ask Marcia. Give us an example how you do it. Now, Marcia, do it. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of elbow my way in. Like, if I see a flyer for a dance conference, I'll call the person in charge and ask them if they have a 15-minute slot for me to come in and do a demonstration or or if they have tables, you know, to sell or whatever. So that's okay. awesome. Awesome. Yes. What could it hurt? But they could say No. Or they could say, oh, yes, we need, we were looking at the person we had canceled. Right. And then next year, they'll tell me next year, that was really good. Next year, we want to get you on the program, you know. That's so. right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I remember one time, and, you know, saints are kind of, you know, we, we're deep, but sometimes we're not biblical and we're not wrong and we're wrong like like I, one time on it was a facebook or a blog discussion of 
I, I think it was mainly these people that were having these conferences, and when they have these conferences, you, when you have conferences and things like that, you get people calling and inviting themselves and asking in the room. And there was this long post on, um, don't do that. That's not God. God will make room for you and all this. Ah. And, and, you know, it's, it's half true. Okay? Moses, when he went to Pharaoh, he said, I came uh, because I want to tell you, God says, let my people go so that they can go to a place uh, to worship me freely. Now, when Moses went to those people, they didn't want to be released and delivered. He told them. Okay? It was Moses' idea that he got from God. It wasn't the people's idea. The people didn't say, send us somebody. They didn't. So sometimes God gives you the idea, the motivation, the mission, the inspiration to serve. And it doesn't always come from the pastor or the host or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I got on that post. I said, listen, if any of you people, you know, reading this, uh, want to invite yourself or, uh, or to one of the events that I have, I will always read it and take note of it. You're always welcome to share your information and your ministry with me because I'm happy to look at it. I mean, like I never know. There's nothing wrong with it, okay? Um, uh, Paul, the same thing. Paul, while he was, he, he went to, um, he, I, I, not just Paul, but Priscilla and Aquila. There was, Paul didn't have, he was wrong. He didn't have every, all the information. And Aquila and Priscilla went to Paul and said, Paul, come over. We, and, and Apollos, come over our house. We want to talk to you about something, a better way, something you're missing in the gospel. Sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes there will be a, a door, the, the open door might not be obvious. You have to do like Marcia. You have to knock on that door, kick it, push it down, tear it apart. Change the doorknob. Put a window in there. You can't always wait for opportunities to fall in your lap. Sometimes you make the opportunities happen. And it is biblical. I mean, look at Jesus. He, he said, I, I, he said uh, Nicodemus, I'm coming to your house today. I'm coming to your house today. What? Me? I, yeah. He didn't wait. You know, some people said, Jesus, come to my house, or Jesus, help me. But some people, Jesus took the initiative. Jesus saw the opportunity for ministry, and he said, I'm here to minister to you. And that's what we have to do sometimes. You know, don't put yourself in a box Well, it always has to be this way. They always have to call Jocelyn, and, you know, you always have to write me this letter. And No. And one thing I love doing is the library. I love the library. I go to the library and minister. I have children's workshops there. I've done teaching there for women. Um, I go there. And the library, of course, you know they're not going to pay you. <laughs> but the library is awesome where you get – it's not free. You don't get fee, but you get you, – it's not free because the library is credibility. And if you do a little worship dance or liturgical dance, actually, um, the end of this month is National Dance Week. It's perfect for you to go to the library or the community service to do something. 
I mean, a community center, because it's National Dance Week. You can use that. And that's credibility for you because they're going to put it on their bulletin board. They're going to put it in their paper. They're going to put it on their website. So you're getting exposure. And then some libraries automatically put it in the, the, the city newspaper. And you can so, John, can I ask you a question here? So when you're going to the library, are you offering to do something overtly Christian, or are you coming in and just teaching dance in a neutral way? Like how do you – do you have a library that wants you to come in and, and bring liturgical dance? Well, you don't know until you ask them. My library in here, mm-hmm. she's a Christian. Okay. <laughs> so, so you're actually coming in legal. and teaching You're yes. teaching liturgical dance. You're not just coming in as a modern dance teacher or something like that. You're, you're bringing more dance. No, mm-hmm. I, I'm not, it depends. This particular library in here, um, I taught... I didn't teach the liturgical dance, but the song I used was a Christian song, but I didn't say it was a liturgical dance because it's the county library, you mm-hmm. know. So I didn't just overtly say it's worship liturgical dance. But you could do try that if you want. But she was a Christian, so she knew the music and mm-hmm. the music was going to be Christian. However, when I was in Maryland in the library, there was like no way, Jose, mm-hmm. you're going to come with anything Christian. Yeah. So I don't. that's okay. <laughs> I could do... Yeah, there's music that is Christian that is that is instrumental that still has mm-hmm. atmosphere of worship, but you don't hear Jesus. And mm-hmm. so I, I can teach um, it's National Dance Week. We can teach how moving your bodies and eating uh, well will make you a better person, and bring mm-hmm. in scarves and um, and you know use it. And so if I'm telling you, it really doesn't matter because you still. The, there's going to be people there that are Christians or do have a church, and even on your contact form, you can put, do you have a church home because I do liturgical dance. You know, so it doesn't matter. You don't have to, you can adjust to that. You don't have to necessarily put yourself in the box, but you you have to know what's, what's allowable and what's not. Mm-hmm. But the library here, so the library and I, all of us probably worked a little, right? But um, mm-hmm. the other one in Maryland, I was like, no, but we still did it. Also, I, I did, um, during National Poetry Month in Maryland, I did a um, Meet Phyllis Wheatley, and this is how I got the gospel in there. Mm-hmm. It was National Poetry Month and Women's History Month, and I did mm-hmm. meet, with, meet Phyllis Wheatley, and her poems were about Christ the Lord, and also, one of her mentors was a, an evangelist, so I got to use, I got to quote her poetry about the Lord, and I also got to quote one of his sermons. And then, at the end, just to add atmosphere, I danced to a Negro spiritual that had mm-hmm. Jesus in it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A, period, a period Negro spiritual. So nobody could accuse me of preaching Jesus. I was talking about Phyllis Wheatley. <laughs> wasn't I? Wasn't I my fear? Y'all can't mm-hmm. put me in jail. That's Phyllis <laughs> It's not my fault that she, her poetry was about God. You know, this is, this is Women's History Month. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you could do it like that, too. Okay. You know, there's, there's, a way, there's ways. See, because I taught in the public school, so I know mm-hmm. ways of getting, a, you know, getting around that. Yeah, but the library is a good place to do a free free workshop. 
an awesome place. And the librarian will still let you take contacts, and and they'll let you do back of the room sales too. You just have to talk with them about it over. Uh, yeah, but they will. So, thank you. Okay, sure. Thank you. All right, thank we have you. five more minutes. I could take another call. I mean, another question, and then we'll be out of here. And now it's four minutes. It's eight twenty-six. We're going to be out of here by eight thirty. <laughs> Any other questions? Oh, Lisa, did I help you with yeah. that, Lisa? Yes, yes, you did. Thank you. See, Le- see, Lisa, it'll be easier for you to get away and us to get away with um, doing things like that in the community that are still mm-hmm. Christian because we live in the Bible Belt. Right. That's but true. once you go up north to Maryland or California, you got to be a little slickster about it. But what did Paul say? You get them with gal. You got to get them with gal, you know? But uh, but uh, but then again, too, even if you're not covert doing Christian, uh, it's the arts. Right. It's the arts. And you pull people in and you'll get them some other way, like your camp. Right. Like even if they're not religious, they'll come to your camp. They'll come to a church camp. Mm-hmm. They'll do it. So you do your free workshop at the library where you are uh, or, or or a class during National Dance Week, and then you give them information about the camp. Okay. okay um, also, the Girl Scouts, they, they, all, they have badges. They have a dance badge now or arts badge. Um, the Art Museum, the Children's Museum, Children's Museum is a wonderful place. A wonderful place to do something. Um, you have uh, also, like Marcia said, she saw other things going around. There's always some women's group, like like a GLOW. You heard of GLOW? That's a women's ministry that's national. MOPS, Mothers of Preschoolers. Um, there's all, there's, you can piggyback, like Marcia said, with another organization. See what they're doing. See if they have an event going on nearby, or maybe they have something, they don't have anything that month. Say, so I see you have a meeting every month. If you already have a speaker, you know, like, that that's an awesome thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's time for me to be quiet now. You have any other questions? No? Just make a comment. This was my first time. I was finally able to make it. One. Well, this is Vivian. How are you doing, sis? Good, good. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much for coming. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. Anyone else? This is your first time. Anyone else? Is this your first time? Uh, hi. Um, well, this this not well. This is my first time on the um, on the business information. I've been on a a couple of your conference calls, but I, I don't know if this is just for the um, the dance certification. So I, I'm not on that program, but I am a subscriber. Awesome. What's your name, my sister? Uh, Aisha. Oh, great. Welcome. You have a question or anything I can help you with? Um, no, everything was um, really good um, information. Um, I, I, well, I guess I would say because right now I, I teach at a church. So, you know, I'm part of a, a ministry. So 
we don't really get compensated, you know, with money when we go out because we're going under, you know, the the church ministry. So I don't really know how kind of maybe to see if that can, you know, how to go about, you know, to talk to my pastor, see, you know, hey, if we're getting called in, can we get some type of, they would call it a love offering, I believe. So. Well, did you hear the beginning of the call? I was, yeah. Okay. Now, remember what I said, that you don't always have to get cash, a love offering, remember? Right. Because if you're going and you're ministering, you might not get, you you might not want to, or that might, or they might not be able to, or they or they might not want to. But there are other things you can get. Now, number one is contacts. Okay, have a sheet or something of, for people that the other dancers and people that you meet get their information, so that you can reach out to them later when you have your own conference or your own event or when you sell your products. No, that that's one thing you can do. The, the third thing is you get other opportunities. You make sure you get in your mind, in your heart, you you have a goal and your team has a goal. Okay, we're going to minister at this church. This is going to open up the door for another opportunity. Even if it's a church that other church aren't there, the met, you went to dance at the youth revival, right? Right. Well, in the youth revival is going to be some of the parents, and one of those parents might be a principal at a school, okay? Or one of those leaders might be in charge of the women's ministry or the women's retreat. And so you might get an opportunity to dance at a women's retreat. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But what I'm saying is if you we have it in our mind, then we're going to be intentional in making that happen when we talk to people. And, you, and also you have a business card ready to give to the people you meet and talk to, and you can uh, collect information. That's the third third thing. That's the second thing. And the third thing was um, back-of-the-room sales. You ask the people, can I come? Can you, Jocelyn, can you come? I get people asking me. I don't get as much because I, I guess, what do I? But if I used to get people asking me to dance at these events. I mean, if I said yes, I would be dancing at a you know, dance every week, event every weekend. Well, what you could do is okay. They're not comp- they're not giving you a love offering or others a love offering. Well, you can you can say, well, listen, we are raising money for garments. Would it be okay if we have a table where we can sell, you know, our bracelets or our DVDs or something? We would love to come and support your event, you know. But can we have this? Right. <laughs> can we? Good. It's going to be a win-win. Okay, um, yeah. so these are some of the things that you can do, and and you see, and all you can do is try. Yeah. All you can do, you can try all three of them. I like to do all three of them, but maybe you could just try with one. Okay, we're going to this event. You know, it's only a couple of hours. There's going to be a lot of dancers there. Everybody be praying and make sure we get at least two other assignments from this event. Okay. Yeah, All right. So, thank you. so, so, okay. Marcia, I, I, I think I heard you needed something. What was it, my sister? Oh, well, I was going to ask. I was going to ask that once you um, make the agreement that they're going to give you X amount of dollars for your for you coming there. How do you 
ask for the money once you get there, or how does that flow? Okay. Um, I'm saying this in love. I really am not, not not to see you, but all of us, because it's 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 something going on in our mind and our heart, um, which is is not bad. It's nothing wrong with us. It's just who we are. We are women who love Jesus, and we want to make sure we're on our right up and up. And also, we're creative. We have this art, and we want to give it away to the world because we we're passionate about it. And we feel that the world needs it. And and they deserve it, okay. So that's that's what we're dealing with. So that's a good thing, okay. But aside with us that, I want us to work on positioning ourselves where we will never put ourselves in that kind of position. We sh- we have you have too much to give, my dear. You are registered nurse. You're a businesswoman. You are. Um, you're a fitness trainer, you're a liturgical dancer, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a civic leader. You deserve better than being concerned or worried about when and how you're going to get your money. Do not put yourself, allow yourself to be in that position. Just don't do it. Just like I told you in the beginning, if I, my daughter says, Mommy, can I go to so-and-so's birthday party, there is no way we're going to let her go and not understand completely who's going to be there, what's happening, why, when it's over, and all of that, and plus have her have money and her own cell phone before she goes. So she has to get up out of there. She don't have to ask anybody anything. She can just go on and call us on and tell us. You see what I'm saying? So that's the first. I want us to put value in what we have to offer and who we are, that we will not be in that position where we're sitting there wondering who who would I get my money from, where would I get it? No. Okay, you you have everything in writing. What what they are going to, what they want from you. You have in writing what they want from you. Then you send back to them in writing what you expect from them. I am so honored that you have asked me to come to the Chicago uh, Women's Awareness Convention as your keynote speaker. I understand that you want me to arrive at 9 a.m. I will be there at 9 a.m. My talk will be 25 minutes, and I will cover this topic that you have asked. As agreed upon, my 50% of my fee will be sent to my PayPal seven business days before the date. And the remainder of my fee will be handed to me during the event by Mr. Whoever handles that. And as agreed upon, I will have a table in the back where I will be allowed to sell my resources. There you go. Thank you for allowing me this opportunity to serve this great city of Chicago and your organization. I look forward to having a great event. You still there? Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> that's what I was wondering if you put that in, in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, didn't they put that in there when you took your job and you said you'll do that and work that out? 10? 
um, 10 hours a day, 12. I know you nurses like to do those 12-hour shifts. <laughs> Didn't they put it in writing? Yep. It's it's no different. What we're asking, what I want us to do is begin to position ourselves and understand that we are professionals. Mm-hmm. There's no difference from what we're doing then in the ministry or in the dance or in speaking than what we do in our job and our day jobs. There's mm-hmm. no difference. Sister Jocelyn, I, I'm just hearing people talk and hearing you talk, I have come up with a couple questions. This is Lisa again. I, well, one's a comment. I, now that I have heard all that, I know that I've missed some opportunities <laughs> just last week. But this is the comes the question from that. Is it, I guess, proper etiquette to... Okay, at our church, we have lots of um, ministers who go out or who are asked to go in and speak somewhere or minister or whatever. And some of them are ladies' conferences, some of them are ladies' nights or whatever. Would it be proper etiquette for me to ask them if they would, would um, want to have a dance before that, um, before they speak? Some of, I have done that before, but I haven't had all my... I didn't go through the training first, and I haven't had all my things. I was asked to dance before they spoke. But is it proper etiquette for me to ask them if they would like for me to minister and dance before they spoke? That's the first question. Um, The second question is, now that I'm going through the leadership training, I'm already the leader of our Ministry in Motion group. Um, But in getting a lot of people... Well, sometimes people ask for my little girls to dance. Um, would it still be it? It would still be all right for me to go ahead and get the contacts and sell whatever I need to sell. Correct. Yes, indeed. Those girls eat more than you. That's true. They sure do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's kind of a. It's a. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say sticky situation, but. Um, is I teach them technique, basically, and sometimes I teach them different dances. And I have really appointed one of my um, girls who's in her late 20s to go ahead and work with them on dances for Youth Sunday, every every Youth Sunday. So, you know, I sometimes I, I feel like she's taken a whole lot of ownership because I've really given her some responsibility. I really had to give her responsibility because she's very talented but she doesn't want to do stuff. <laughs> so she makes contacts, but she doesn't do anything with it. Would it be wrong of me to take the contacts so I could use them on my mailing list? Not take them, but it's for ministry in motion. It's for the church ministry? Yes. So she's taking them on behalf of the church ministry, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Okay. You're the re- you both are representing the church ministry. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're both representing the church ministry. Right. So I okay. think that that's fine. Now, about the etiquette, um, I think that that's fine, especially how you do it is dependent on the relationship you have with the person. Okay. I'm uh, when, the you, when you that... ask the dancer for before they speak. That's right. how you do it depends on the relationship you have with person. How it, but I don't think it's anything wrong with asking. Okay. I, I don't think it's anything wrong with asking. You know, 
like I said, that goes back to that us thing thinking that we shouldn't ask for opportunities, you know, that we should just wait right. for, you know. It's so you have to use judgment when it's good time and when it's not, and for who and whatever. But um, I remember there was this thing about there was this woman speaker, and um, she she used to pride herself on saying she she I don't know how famous she is now, but a few years ago she used to be famous. She was writing books and preaching all over the place, and she would always say, "Yes, I am. I um I just started." Speaking publicly six years ago, and I um I don't have a business. I didn't have any business cards. I didn't do this, and I you know I just was in obscurity, and I just waited on you know God and and you know and, and telling us I guess we need to wait. And I believed her for a second. I was like, no, yes, I'm waiting on God. And then I realized I said, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Now, if your husband is Barack Obama, do you need a business card? No. Well, yeah, I guess he's still good at a business card. But... No, I'm, no. If you want, do you think Michelle Obama wants for speaking engagements? Come on now. <laughs> no. Do you think so? Mm-mm. What has she done in the government? No, she doesn't. Well, this when I realized that this same preacher lady, her husband was has one of the biggest churches in the country. Of mm-hmm. course you don't need a business card. Right. People know who she is already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she doesn't even need to speak well. <laughs> <laughs> so don't, you know, don't, don't, you know, if you see an op, if you see, especially if you like, if you like the person's ministry, you like the way they speak oh, and, yeah. you know, and you like them, then I think it's perfectly fine to ask them. Okay. You know, and like I said, how you do it depends. You know that only you know how to do it based on based on your relationship. Right. But I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with that at all. You know, and if it is, show me in the scripture where it, it's wrong. You know, because okay. most of the scripture I see people it, opportunity for ministry happens, they make it happen. Mm-hmm. God tells mm-hmm. them, and they do it. They don't wait necessarily for somebody to to uh, say, oh, Jocelyn, um, you're pretty good. I think you should dance. They don't wait for mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I have like a, the, such a relationship with these these women that I could probably just tell them now or send them an email now and just remind them, you know, when you have a speaking engagement, if you would like me to, you know, I could, I have that relationship with them now. I could say that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And when it comes up, you know, remind them. Right, exactly. And when we write, especially when we write, don't use words like if and hope. Okay. If, next time you speak, if you want to, no, be very strong and direct. when you write. Yeah. Okay. You know, especially if you have a relationship with them. You know, and tell right. me, you could even say, I just had this conversation with some other dancers, and, and it, you know, I realized that, I would love the opportunity to minister and dance before, next time you preach. When are you, when are you preaching next? Okay. Okay. So I can get a mm-hmm. song ready for it. You see? Okay. Mm-hmm. What could it hurt? All they could do is say no, and everybody right. would live if they said no. Or they could That's say right. yes, and it would be an awesome uh, relationship, okay? Okay. Well, thank you thank for you. that question. That was good. Let's pray and let's go. Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity. 
to learn about ministry and opportunity and open doors, Father. Open doors for my dear sisters that no man can shut. Blow their minds even now as we're praying, even this week, Lord. Open the door and give them wisdom, Lord. Give them peace and understanding, Lord. You promised that if we acknowledge you in all our ways, you would direct our paths. And do that for my dear sisters in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great night. Speak for prayer tomorrow. Anybody can make it, okay? Bye. Okay.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.